Well, yesterday we had the chance to speak to uh, Murray and Jeremy and uh, Rabbi Rubin, and we spoke about the uh, Kushner Schools and the Atid Society. Today we get an opportunity to uh, hear about the event from the perspective of the person who is the headliner, the center of attention, if you will, this coming Sunday night at the Kushner Schools in their massive and beautiful auditorium on South Orange Avenue in Livingston, New Jersey. And that's, of course, Modi. Modi is performing for uh, the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy, Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School. Their Atid Society event is coming Sunday night. And Modi, it is a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. It's a pleasure to be here. This is the this is the OG Jewish podcast. <laughs> you are the original Jewish podcast, and it's not an easy thing. You know, I have my own podcast, uh, and uh, you know, you you make it look so easy. Well, I appreciate that. I think only a small person, even though, even though you, you you're a radio show, it's a radio show, right? Correct. But people, be especially the way but, people consume it now, it's often uh, you know viewed as a podcast as well. Yes, uh, um, it's it, oh, your original and a, and a, and a uh, what's it called a, a pioneer in in Jewish podcasts. Well, I appreciate that very much. Do go back about forty years. It's hard for me to admit that, frankly, when I'm trying to stay <laughs> young and spry. But uh, it is what it is, as they say. Anyway, Modi, a pleasure to welcome you to JM and the AM. And I know you're looking forward to Sunday night. I, I just got to tell you off the bat, one of the things that uh, social media and um, in general, the way uh, people consume content today, one of the things it's done, one of the benefits for me is I get to see people and enjoy their uh, their comedy, their entertainment, their routines. Um, where I would not have been able to in the past, and I have seen some of your recent stuff, and it's simply genius. It's simply incredible. And I, I'm curious, is, 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 a, is your regular act, uh, one that, especially one that's geared to our community, does it concentrate generally on aspects of our community? Because the Sephardic Ashkenazic thing and so many other things that you're doing are so spot on. I'm wondering if that's the bulk of your presentation when it's aimed at our community. It's so funny that the word your regular act. <laughs> it's such a funny. It's such a funny expression that people have. First of all, you should know my my. I, I, you know, as far as merchandise, there's t-shirts and hats and all the other the other comedians have. Do you know what I have? What do you got? I have a yarmulke, Ooh. and the yarmulke on it says "Know Your Audience," and on the other side it says "Da Lisnemi Ata Omed." You understand? Yep. So I, that's 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 my that that's my motto. So when I hit a stage and I hit an audience, it's uh, I'm going to deliver whatever they need, whether it's at the Kushner School or at the Comedy Cellar in the Village. It's it's whatever the audience is is needs for me is what I I I, I give. So it's the regular act is whatever is necessary for that night. By the way, for those of you who may not be familiar, and the other expression, aside from know your audience, that's on the kippa that Modi wears, or that he uh, that he has available, is Dalit Nemiatal made no in front of who you stand. And I think there's obviously a double reference there, Modi. Know your audience is one way of referring to it, but you're also concerned about the one above that you're standing and representing our people, and that must be, especially these days, hundred percent. Especially these days, it must be such a challenge knowing that every word that comes out of your mouth is either going to be analyzed, critiqued. People will take it a certain way or not a certain way. They're they're now expecting Jews to behave one way or another. It's got to be an, an immense amount of pressure when you open your mouth and you know you're representing our people. 
it wasn't until you just made it so pressure. <laughs> now, now you really made me really scared. Now, you know what? I, I might cancel on Sunday. I, I set you, you up. Know, I, actually, I actually did a setup here. I'm a straight man. I'm an actual straight man. It was a straight man. And, and you know that Murray is sitting there listening to this going, oh, my God, he's going to cancel on Sunday. What am I going to do? I shouldn't have had him do the interview. M- Murray, this is what you get when you wake me up at 8 in the morning. Okay? This is what happens when you wake a comic up at 8 in the morning. It's, I want to tell you, I'm so blessed. I can't even explain it to you. I get to perform. I get to perform like um, I took theaters. I do a theater like for Baruch Hashem for the holidays. For I call it my holidays show because it's during the Christmas time. Right. It used to be on the 24th. And then this year, we sold out five shows at Stony Hall. So I'm, I'm not plugging because they're sold out. Do not look for tickets. They're done. Um, we have five shows on Broadway for the, the holidays. Um, and that's my audience. They're coming for me. There's not uh, an organization that's bringing me in. And then on top of things like that, I have shows like the Kushner School. I have shows, I, you know, um, this past Sunday, I performed in Toronto for a synagogue called Bayat. And they, oh, the Bayat, sure. I was... Right, right, and it was their 40th anniversary. Wow. And, you know, they had just been coming out of, uh, they're still, we're, we're in COVID and lockdown, and then 700 people came. They were so excited to have a live show. They had eight honorees, but they did it well. And I was a part of that community. It was insane. 40 years of of living, breathing Yiddishkeit generation. The woman, just like Murray, you know, his his daughter and and their kids are in the schools and in the system of the of the school and I get to be a part of that you know me coming from the Lower East Side landing in Toronto all of a sudden I'm a part of this community it's an insane insane feeling and a connection to the Jewish people that's that's unbelievable and this show on um on su- Sunday right yep it is. <laughs> It's on Sunday. It's on Sunday, and um, it's <clears throat> it's amazing. First of all, the auditorium is gorgeous. Yeah, it's a great place. And the the, the story behind it, yeah. Murray uh, Halpern, who and his wife Bacheva, they they've been producing this show for fifteen years. Yep. And he's first of all, he is the sweetest guy in the world. Yep. It's so funny. I have you know whenever I do a comedy bit. I have somebody in mind, you know, and Murray, I will tell you a funny story about him. He's probably going to plot for me. The last time I did the show for them, I went there with my producer and with my rabbi, Rabbi Gav Bolina from the Sixth Street Synagogue. Sure. He's my rabbi. He's also a friend. And I said to him, what are you doing? I'm going to Jersey for a show. Come with me. He came. We're in the green room. M- Murray comes in and hands us each a hundred dollar bill. A shmir. A shmir. It was so adorable. It's so old school. It's so... And I, and I have a whole joke I do now about sh- how millennials don't know how to shmir or how to... <laughs> how millennials don't know how to receive a tip or give a tip. It's not because because they don't have cash in their world. Right. We have cash. Right. They don't have cash. They, they Venmo and Shmenmo and right. all this nourish kind. So, and, and I think of Murray when I do that joke. You know, and he's so sweet, and he's been doing this this event for. I, yes, it's a comedy night, and it's but it's it, there's such a history in it. 
Yeah. You know, and Murray was telling me the stories. I don't know if he told you, but with Yitzhak Perman, sure. and they had Jackie Mason right. on that, and they had um, Klein on it, and it was just, uh, it's such a show that's so amazing, and it, everybody's, and it's comedy. You, you sit in your chair, there's no, I, mean, I think they, they, they feed them before, because it is a Jewish event, <laughs> um, so they, they feed them, I think, and then they bring them into the room. Uh, you know, it's at the Catskills. It's at the Catskills. Yeah, right, um, the, after, the after dinner treat. <laughs> they, they, they go, and then you sit there and you watch a show, and it's, um, and it's so, uh, uh, it, it's the fact that you're doing it, you, you know, it's an hour and change of laughter, it's, you know, I, I call it Mashiach energy. It is pretty I, amazing. I, when you're just laughing for an hour, you forgot about everything that's happening. It's just one hour of Mashiach energy, of just laughing and not, and everybody's in unity. Everybody's in unity. And, uh, and I, I'm so happy when I do these events. I have my own shows. We just sold out um, London. We took a theater in London. Because there was such a um, an amazing request for me there, and uh, we took a theater. We ended up doing five shows, and they sold out in hours. Amazing! That's so, absolutely wonderful. That's just incredible. And this Sunday night, you're right. The common cause, common purpose, keeps everybody unified and together. Everybody out there wants information. Go to the Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy website, jkha.org/slash/atid. Get your tickets. Uh, and support the school and get ready to see Modi on Sunday night. Modi's with us live via telephone. We are honored to have him with us. All right, I got to ask you a couple of questions. First of all, on the Sephardic Ashkenazic routine, why is it that we Ashkenazim are always the target? How come the Sephardim always come out looking and smelling like a rose compared to us when you when you analyze the way we handle things and the way they handle things? I can't believe you of all people would ask that question. <laughs> I can't believe you of all people would ask that question. <laughs> First of all, you know I'm Ashkenazi. You know I speak Yiddish. You know I'm, I'm in the Lower East Side. You, if I were to take the angle of making fun of the Sephardic, I would get shot. In the, I would get, are you kidding me? They kill me. They kill me. Uh, it's they a, kill me. It's a security. So it's I, a security uh, measure that you take attacking it's the Ashkenazis. Hundred percent a security <laughs> English, and it's a, it's it's just an angle. The angle is that the Sephardic people are much more passionate. Right. They just have more passions in anything they do. Sometimes it's sometimes it's great and fun and lovely, and sometimes they just drag things out. The laning by the laning by Sephardic people, you you could you could die. It's an extra. It's an it's an extra twenty five minutes in any shul by the laning. Yeah, they don't worry and about then it. They do aliot and aliot, and then they sell they sell every everything. If you want to walk up and open the curtain, how much is that? Let's sell it. It's 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 um it's yeah, but it's you have to take the angle, and it's not making fun. It's having fun with. Hundred you know, percent. Well, they love it. They you, love it. You know that just the fact that I'm asking the question means that uh, I know how much fun is, is being had with that routine. Also, I got to give you credit. I mean, like I said, I'm watching some of your clips. I love the show. Absolutely incredible your material and your presentation. I mean, not that you need my approbation, frankly. Uh, but but what you did in Florida when you started, I don't remember exactly what it was, but when you started saying something about masks and COVID, and then it sort. And then you sort of went ahead and said, oh, nobody here knows what I'm talking about because there was no COVID down here. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. 
Of course, yeah. No, we, it reminded uh, it reminded me. I was once in a comedy routine uh, at a at one of these kosher restaurants, and the comedian gets up and starts telling jokes about a wake. And all of a sudden, he says to himself, "He says to himself, and to the crowd, oh my gosh, nobody here even knows what a wake is about. <laughs> what am I doing?' You know? <laughs> oh, right. Uh, it's funny. It's funny. I was just in Toronto, and I was in the middle of a joke, and I forgot to ask if they have Trader Joe's in in um in Toronto in Canada oh in Toronto <laughs> and I, don't, I, don't, I was I was I was deep in this joke <laughs> and I know that the whole the whole joke hinges on the cashier ringing the bell oh my God. and I was like oh my god <laughs> I said to them you guys have Trader Joe's don't you and they they all in unison go no oh my it's god. an issue they're trying to get I bailed. I go, well, this joke has just ended. Because I knew I, I would be standing there at the end going ding, 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 ding. And they had no idea what I was talking about. Oh, is that hilarious. Um, and what, and what worked better, and, and the Florida thing really worked, because obviously they did know it was COVID, but you were just making fun of them that they had no idea what it was. So yes, they, that's no, like, of course they knew, of course. Yeah, so it's like a double, it's like a double benefit there. Like they're taking pride in the no, fact that... If I do a joke with a Hasidic, if, if I'm with a Hasidic community and I'm doing a show for them, I'm talking about with the Mechitza, right? you know, and I'm up there and, uh, and I pop the jokes. I make fun of how they didn't. Um, I, 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 and it's just, it's so easy to make it. I, I make fun of how they realized how they didn't quarantine, but then you, 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 you add an expression like, and you were right. They they didn't they didn't do the Mr. that we did, and you were right. And they and but they know you're not kidding when you say that. And they're not. Listen, I I will tell you something. I discovered over the over the over the over the 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 whole COVID quarantine. This place called Florida. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's this state all the way down the east coast. They they opted out. They opted out of the whole COVID quarantine thing. And listen, let me tell you something. It's no joke. I travel around the country, and there's still uh, places. This event in Toronto I just did was this is their first event after COVID. Did they, you know, did they require insane. anything? Did they require a mask or vaccine card or no, anything? No, no. Some people had, some, a few people had masks and they were like, listen, they're scarred. There's two, over two years now and people are scarred. But, but again, they're sitting there and they're laughing and they're, you know, whatever you're going through with your mask, mice and your yep. health risks and your, whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you besimcha, do it. Um, but it's incredible. I, I was in Chicago when they came out of their COVID thing. And I was the, the first, it's so amazing that the first event they're having is a comedy show. Yeah, you that is pretty funny. Like the that first, is pretty funny. Right. right. It's, it's a lot of fun no. for, for that kind of stuff. And this thing in, uh, this is a home run in, in New Jersey. This is, this, this is a theater. There's no food. They're sitting in a comfortable right. chair, yeah, laughing, and it's just—it's a home run. And the, and and you know, it's 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 a religious institution, but they're not crazy. Obviously, the, the material's always always clean. And uh, hey, you and you know your uh, audience. That's the bottom line. You know your audience. That's the bottom line. Mamish, you know your audience, <laughs> and they're they're fun, and uh, and it's it's great.
Modi's with us live via telephone. I, I if, if you have a couple of more minutes, I got a couple of more things, and I hope you'll join me when we move back into the Lower East Side studio. I hope you'll join me during one of those first days. I'd love to do a real conversation with you live and in person. There's so many curiosity questions I have. But what about the, you know, when you go into the comedy cellar, the comic strip, you're going to, you know, clubs like that and doing the Jewish routine. Do you worry about those who really don't know Sephardim and Ashkenazim or those who really don't know anything about our tradition or that's irrelevant? I'm do that there. Say it again? That's not where you do that material. That's not where you do that material. Ah, so you wouldn't do it there anyway. That's not, no, that's where I do the, that's where I do the material about Trader Joe's and right. the gym and the, and the, whatever current thing is happening that I'm working on. And uh, that's not where you, although it all has a Jewish flavor to it. And who are your influences? Who are the people that, you know, that you loved growing up who are great comedians? Who are the, If someone had to, you know, you're, you're in, I don't even know if this is an insulting question. I hope it's not. But you're in the style of whom? Is that a legitimate question to ask a comedian? You know, if, if I like this one, I might like that one, that type of thing. Who, who, who are some of your mentors in the industry? My mentors and I would say uh, styling that I was attracted to right away when I began doing comedy is uh, Alan King. Oh, wow. I don't know if you ever sure. saw Alan King. Of course. That was my, when I discovered Alan King, I back then there was no YouTube. Not right. that I'm dating myself. <laughs> I used to go to the, I used to go to the, um, there was a, there's a place on 52nd, I think, the Museum of Television and Film. Sure. And you can sit in a booth yep. and get, um, they, they give you the clips. And that was the YouTube of the days. And I watched everything he did not so much for the material the way he delivered it very he was he was a jewish comedian he was a jewish comedian and he was up there in a tuxedo proud right and he he's he's making he's having fun with being jewish but in a proud way not in the deprecation way um in a, in, a, in the chachma of the jew the 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 proudness, not not the so I can't get on the basketball team and I can't get on the, this team. It's not like it's like it's in it's in a style of 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 pride and it's slow and it it, it was a big influence in my life. And he I had was, he yeah. had an incredible deadpan approach very often, and you have a an what I think is an incredible deadpan approach. I mean, sometimes at the end of your lines, I'm just looking for you to crack up and you just keep the straightest face possible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, if we just lost Freddie Roman, um, also, you know, Catskills, Jewish community, probably Lower East Side, I would suspect as well. What would, what would be your uh, assessment of his comedy? Wow, 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 wow. He was, when I began doing comedy, he was such a, I want to say the word friend. Wow. He was such a friend and mentor. Nice. Friend and mentor. You know, when I, when, when I began doing comedy, it was 1994. Right. So I caught the tail end of the cat skills, and I caught the, and there was the Friars Club. Sure. They were the Friars Club was always looking for young members, right. and so and they had events nonstop, and it was like the show would be me, him, um, uh, 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 um. 
Mousy Lawrence or whatever. Right. It, it, was, it was a dinner. They had a dinner. The Dick Capri. Free. <laughs> and, and then we all went up and did 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Right. And it was an amazing event. And we got to shoes with them and hear their stories. And then I would go up, you know, and catch. They were like, I think the Raleigh uh, Kutchers right. and the Neverly. Right. Those were the only hotels that were open. But, but they were working every weekend. I was up there almost. And I saw them and they saw me. And that's why I had like, I had a two hour hangout session with Alan King back then. But back to Freddie to Roman, I will tell you, I will tell you one story about Freddie Roman that was so, so amazing. So Montreal has a comedy festival and uh, it's a big thing. Just for last comedy festival, the entire city for about a week and a half is nothing but comedy. Every theater, every bar, everything is some kind of a comedy show. The dirty show, the clean show, the African show, the this show, the that show. And then you have what's called, it was called the Bar Mitzvah show. <laughs> and, it, and funny enough, it, it was a show, it was one day, and there were either three or four shows. They sold out immediately. Wow. And two of the years, Freddie was the host. <clears throat> And one year, I remember there was a kid on the, on, I'm not going to mention his name because I'm very not into Lushan Hara. He was a, a comedian that was just coming up and he got a big break. And so he was about to blow up. He ended up not blowing up, by the way. Um, and, and he was on the show with us. Now, keep in mind, the show had a 12 o'clock, 1230 show, a 330, a 730, and sometimes a 930. Wow. So it was Freddie go, we're, we're doing a vaudeville. This is, I've never done so many shows in one day, <laughs> but, but the first, as you can imagine, the first audience were, were the older. It was the older people. Sometimes the, the people right. brought their grandparents right. to the show, <clears throat> you know, and the kid came out and sees this audience and he was so upset that they were old, but I can't do this. My manager does not do, do, my, do my manager know that, I, that this and that. And he was carrying on and killing the vibe of the backstage. And Freddie just gets up and goes, hey, you little piece of blank. Um, he goes, it's not their fault they're old. If you can't make them laugh, get yourself off the show. Wow. And it. It was an amazing line that I cannot even, and this kid, you know, Freddie doesn't care. This kid was at that time, um, he was also, he was also uh, represented by George Shapiro, who was the biggest thing in comedy, who was also Jerry Seinfeld's manager. So this kid really thought he was like, he was the tuchus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he was it. There's a lot and of musa in that was, line, frankly. Touch muster in that line. It's, it's he's he's uh, it, it, I that I remember, and then a million shows that we just sat in the backstage and laughed, and he always made everybody feel so special on the show. I, I did a show with him that I I swear to God when when I was do, when I was doing when I began doing comedy, the Friars Club was like always bringing in young comedians, and so we had these events. It was one event with him. It was honoring Sid Caesar. Oh, wow. Could you imagine? Yeah. Uh, I was honoring Sid Caesar. It was, um, it was, uh, uh, Robert Clown was on the show. Pat Cooper was on the show. Henry Youngman was in a wheelchair in the front row and they wow. gave him a mic and he killed it. Oh my killed gosh. It. 
It was insane. And I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm sitting, looking like, oh my God, I have to perform on this. And Freddie was the host and Freddie made everybody feel like they were the equal, equal, equal. I was, I felt like I was equal to Pat Cooper wow. and to, and to Sid Caesar and to, I have, a, I have a picture. It's such an amazing picture, but it's, that's, that's Freddie. He was just a soul and he was, he was sweet off stage as he was on stage. Amazing. You have any, uh, you have any mentors in the Jewish area? There were some comedians years ago. I remember, uh, that did the, you know, the Jewish routine. Um, you know, I don't want to say similar to the Sephardic Ashkenazi that you have, but you know, we talk about some of the strange things that we do in our community, our ritual, etc. Any of that grab you as a younger person or not really? No, not really. No, that's just all kind of, you know, when you, when you're a comedian, you begin doing comedy, you have, um, when I began doing comedy, it was all over-the-top characters and accents. Right. And little by little, I began to develop my voice, and it became very, very Jewish. Interesting. And that's when, so I don't really know other comedians that, um, little Jackie Mason compared Jews right. to non-Jews, which I do, I do also. Oh, my God, that's a, that's a classic that. routine. What a classic routine, yeah. Yeah, um, it's classic material that he chose. Right. At the time. And he knew the audience would get it no matter where they were from. And he got it. He he got it. And he, you know, and I compare other things between Jews and non-Jews. It's a premise, you know, and so, but it's, so his, his were different than mine. And, um, but obviously he was a, he also just passed away. It's insane. Yeah. Losing a lot of, funny enough, I, I, um, when he died, I felt you know, the New York Times did an article about how I was the next Jackie Mason. So for some reason, I had a connection to him. And I was blessed once to have a show where he was there for 45 minutes. He saw me do a 45-minute show, and I got to speak to him afterwards. Wow. And it was, uh, and I'll tell you what happened there. Um, um, the owner of the club says, oh, Mr. Mason, did you know that the New York Times did, did, did a show saying that Modi is the next Jackie Mason? And, and Jackie goes, he goes, I'm still alive. <laughs> Don't bury me yet, huh? <laughs> Don't bury me yet. I hear he, that. Um, <laughs> he, 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 uh, he, um, he, he passed away. I felt so empty. I didn't really know. So, so, so there was an emptiness in me. I said, I wish I could. I knew about the funeral or shiv or something. And out of nowhere, <laughs> um, I got a yeah. DM in my Instagram from somebody. Mm. It says, I don't know if you want to, but the, his sister's sitting Shiva in Queens and they gave me, I just showed up and had a very lovely conversation with her. Wow. I can imagine. And, um, yeah, it was very, very nice. That's really heartwarming. Modi, finally, when you go to a Pesach program, uh, does our crowd does surround you constantly trying to tell you a joke and try to get you to laugh? Isn't that unique about our community that they follow people like you around trying to make them uh, crack up? I always, I always take, I always take, a, I'll always listen through the joke because <laughs> you never know when, you never know when it's you'll strike, a gem. You'll strike gold. <laughs> it's a gem. I'll tell you a story. You know, I have a whole bit I do about the shiva. You know, when you go to a shiva. Right. I remember doing the show once. It was a Hasidic audience, all Hasidic men. And I'm doing the joke and it's killing. It's a, it's a killer joke. And all of a sudden, I see well, one guy's face just stop. He just stops laughing, and he's because he's focused. Right. He's not upset. He's just fo- and the whole show. He's just sitting there focused. 
And at the end of the show, I, I walk up to him and I go, what happened? He goes, I have a line for you. That's, and he gave me a line. Yeah. It is one of the funniest <laughs> lines that I've added into the routine. <laughs> That's great. And so, so I, when someone has a joke for me, I listen. I always tell all my friends that are in real estate, when I see a building that they might be interested in buying, I said, you know, I don't know if you know, but there's a building here. I know the guy's looking to sell. He goes, he goes Modi, always tell me. Let me know. I'll do the, the, the research. If it's worth it, you never know. And, and so the same thing with me. If you have a joke, give it to me. You know, if you, if you can, don't do the performance. Just give me the, the, the flesh right. of the joke. I got it. Don't do the whole act out, you know, <laughs> and then you see where you can. But I'll always take a joke. I love it. Uh, Modi is going to be at the uh, Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School this coming Sunday night. They are lucky to have him, and we are lucky to be uh, uh, speaking with him this morning. The Atit Society is chaired by Batsheva and Murray Halpern. They and uh, uh, the presidents of the school and uh, the co-presidents, I should say, and, of course, uh, Rabbi Rubin. Everybody invites everyone to come on and enjoy the great comedy and support uh, the Kushner schools through the Atit Society. They always put on an amazing event, and obviously uh, with Modi this coming Sunday night, it's going to be incredible. JKHA.org slash Atid, A-T-I-D. Again, that's JKHA.org slash Atid. Modi, I can't thank you enough. Good luck on Sunday night, and thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Good to be with you. Appreciate All the, best. All the best is right. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.